What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show. Coming to you today from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I told you guys I wanted the Marlins not only to make the postseason, which they did, but I wanted them to go to Philly because I would rather go to Philly than Milwaukee. But after last night's game and then seeing what Arizona did to Milwaukee, I'm like, you know what? The cheesesteaks could have waited a little bit. Either way, I told you I was going to travel to wherever the Marlins were going to go. This show, it comes to you from all over the place. Sometimes it's Medellin. Sometimes it's at home in Miami, somewhere in South Florida. Sometimes it's Vegas. Sometimes it's New York. Sometimes it's Carolina, Toronto. This show has been all over the place. And I think I just named destinations from this year. But here I am in Philadelphia. The Marlins are fighting. I know they call them the uh, fighting Phils, but right now it's the fighting Marlins. They are fighting for their postseason lives tonight. And it's really right down the block from where I'm doing the show right now. It couldn't be uh, easier. I'm coming to you from Philly Live. Not live in Philadelphia. I'm talking about Philly Live, which is right down the block from Citizens Bank Park and Lincoln Financial Field and the, I believe still it's called the Wells Fargo Center where the Sixers and the Flyers play. So cool how everything is in one area here. And then the Ubers that I have been in, and I've been in a few, not to go to the ballpark, but just to go get cheesesteaks and run a couple of errands. It's amazing how every single person I have run into, every single driver, every single conversation I have overheard, it's been about the Philadelphia Phillies. Everybody is into baseball right now here in this city. And I say right now, those of you who are from Philadelphia, we got people all over South Florida from all over the place. So some of you are from Philly and you know, Philly is a very big sports town. And when you're here, my gosh, you could feel it. Everybody's tuned into sports radio. Everyone's talking about the Phillies. Everybody seems very knowledgeable about the game. It's really cool. It's an awesome atmosphere. And it would be even cooler if there's a game three tomorrow night. We can only hope. Look, the breakdown isn't really complicated. The Marlins must win tonight. If the Marlins don't win tonight, the season is over. Over? Did you say over? That's it. If they do win tonight, well, then we've got tomorrow night. We get to do this whole thing over again, except both teams will have their seasons on the line, not just the Marlins like it is this evening. So I'm looking forward to this game tonight. I really hope Braxton Garrett can get the job done. I hope the Marlins' bats will be able to hit the ball further than they did yesterday because I was looking at a stat. Josh Bell... Late in the game, it was the ninth inning, he had the longest ball hit for the Marlins. It was like 370-something feet. Prior to that, 
Josh Bell had the longest ball until that ninth inning at 273 feet. And I'm not just talking about a hit. I'm talking about any ball that the Marlins hit. I couldn't believe it. Before that second double that he had in the ninth inning, 273 feet was the longest ball hit by the Miami Marlins. I'm not into the whole analytics. I'm just saying, I watch a lot of baseball. Not even to get like a loud out on the warning track or something. The Marlins bats, they got to wake up. Braxton Garrett's got to have a good game. And I hope I'm coming to you from Philadelphia tomorrow. I probably will anyway. The travel schedule, it gets a little difficult. It was so difficult just planning to come here because I wasn't sure if it was Milwaukee. I wasn't sure if it was going to be here in Philadelphia. Those were the two options. Maybe even New York if the Marlins had to uh, finish off that suspended game. And now I've got flights on hold all over the place. I got a flight for tomorrow. I got a flight for Friday. And then when I fly back to Miami, it's not like I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to stay there. No, I'm going to head back to Columbia! Because I got a lot of friends who they were sad to see me leave so quickly. And they're like, yeah, come back, come back. We got unfinished business, come back. So I'm going to be flying from Philly to Miami to Medellin or maybe Philly to Atlanta. Let's see. I know Louisa Rise has set the internet by storm. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it was me. See, Luis Arise said something yesterday. I was there in the press conference room when he was talking. And somebody asked about his parents. A reporter said, are your parents here? And Luis said, they're not here, but they'll be in Atlanta after we beat the Phillies. He didn't say it exactly like that, but that's what he meant. He said, when we win here... They'll be in Atlanta, Braves. That's what he said. So I sent out a, gosh, I can't say tweet. I sent out an X. And I said, Luis Arise says his parents aren't in Philadelphia to watch him, but they will be in Atlanta after Miami beats the Phillies. Well, that post has blown up. Phillies fans are eating it alive. Bulletin board material. But here's the thing. This is a best of three series. It's not just one game. The wild card's not just one game anymore. Thankfully, it's not one game anymore. So if the Marlins win tonight, and gosh, I sure hope they do, oh, Luis Arise can be correct. There's another game, and I bet you Phillies fans will be shaking a little bit if the Marlins win tonight. They'll get a little nervous, whether they admit it or not. However, if Philadelphia beats Miami tonight, that post on my X feed, I think that's the correct way to do it, that post is going to blow up even more. 
Louisa Rise's face is on there. And hey, he said the words. I didn't say the words. I just wrote what he was saying. That's it. And Philly fans, of course, they're having a field day with it. I am just glad to be here bringing you the show from Philadelphia because that's what I really enjoy doing for all of you. Yes, I enjoy it for myself too, traveling all over, but doing it for you guys in the audience. I'm not coming to you from some boring event like the station sends me to. Oh, yeah, here's um, Big 12 Media Day. Like, Who wants to hear that? Or some random boxing match because the host was given a certain amount of money to go out there or they gave him a free flight or something like that. No, I come to you from places that you want to be and there's a big event going on that all of you care about. And I appreciate every single one of you that tune in on a daily basis or even if it's a weekly basis, whatever, you, you're hearing my voice right now and I'm glad you are. I brought you this show this year from Denver. That was for the NBA Finals. I brought you the show from Toronto. I brought you the show from Raleigh, North Carolina. I brought you the show from Vegas for the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, Kansas City for the Elite Eight. And now here in Philly for the Marlins wildcard games. Hopefully three of them. And it's crazy that everything I just mentioned is within one year. It's really from March to now, October. I could live to be 100, and this may never happen again, where we have one town, our teams in the NBA, the NHL, NCAA basketball, Major League Baseball, they're all in the postseason, and they've all made noise. The Marlins, they'll make the noise tonight. I'm just looking into the future. And I also see in my future another provolone wit. Not a whiz wit. I posted a provolone wit on my Instagram. I also put it up on my X feed. You could just search Andy Slater on Instagram and you'll you'll see it. I posted it and I got a lot of comments. A lot of people sending me messages saying, oh, that's not authentic, you need a whizwit. And I'm like, no, I don't care. Whizwit, to me, that's for rookies. Veterans, provolone wit. I don't do cheese whiz. I don't care what anybody says, I don't do cheese whiz. I think cheese whiz on on meat like that, no, no, I, I don't like it. Provolone wit, that's what I enjoy. And yesterday, I went over to uh, get my cheesesteak at John's Roast Pork. I was told that's one of the top five. It wasn't too far. I said, I got to go get me my cheesesteak. So I did it immediately. That's why you may not have heard my voice yesterday. I was too busy eating. I flew in. I went to get my cheesesteak. And then I went to the ballpark and got ready for the game. It takes a lot for, you know, a journalist, a talk show host to get ready for a game. Not really, but it sounded official. All right, so I do have a lot to get to this hour, but I can't get to any of it until the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. So I completely understand we can use the terminology, not that I like to use it, 
but we can 100% use the terminology and it be correct by saying tonight is a must win for the Miami Marlins. Because if they don't win, they're done. People say, oh, this is a must win. But if they lose, they're still alive. Well, then it's not a must win. Tonight, it's a must win. And if they win tonight, tomorrow will be a must win. See, the Phillies, at most, they'll be playing in one must-win game in this wild-card round. The Marlins, they're going to have to play in two of them. I don't think the Miami Marlins have any reason to panic right now. I think they should approach tonight like any other baseball game. For whatever reason, this team being down and being counted out, having their backs against the wall, that's what they have been this entire year. Nobody in their right minds thought the Marlins would make it at the beginning of this season. Nobody thought they'd be in the postseason. No way. No one even thought when they traded for Josh Bell and Jake Berger at the deadline that those two would be the most impactful moves of the entire deadline. Nobody has believed in this Marlins team. But it hasn't stopped them. So why would tonight be any different? Here's the bottom line on game one yesterday. And you'll hear people talk about the crowd. And I'll get into that more. It was a great crowd. But the crowd wasn't the decider. You'll hear people talk about Zach Wheeler. I've heard plenty of it. Skip Schumacher made a big deal about Zach Wheeler after the game last night. And look, Zach Wheeler was really good. But I don't think he was the decider. The reason the Marlins lost the game last night, they couldn't get the big hit. And it wasn't all just against Wheeler. They were down 3-1, to one and Wheeler was out of the game. They had runners on second and third, two outs. You get a single there, you got a tie game. The Marlins were one base hit away from tying that game. And it happened a few times to them, where you're just one hit away, one hit. And you've got a tie ball game. So, while Zach Wheeler was great, you can't tell me he was the deciding factor. Jesus Lazardo, four innings is not enough length. Because when you're only out there for four innings, you're leaving, you would hope, 15 outs for your bullpen. Now, the Phillies didn't bat in the bottom of the ninth, but the only way you don't bat in the bottom of the ninth is if you lose the game. That being the Marlins, the road team. So you're leaving way too many outs for your bullpen, whether it's 12 or 15, but you're hoping it's 15 because you want to take the lead and win the game. In the end, Jesus had three runs allowed, and it kept Miami in the game. It wasn't a bad outing, but it wasn't a great outing. I don't think anyone's ever going to have a great outing if you can only go four innings. So they could certainly use more than four tonight from Braxton Garrett. Was the crowd a factor 
yeah, you could say it was a factor. It wasn't the factor. The crowd, they were rocking from like an hour before the game had started, and it went through the entire game. People are on their feet. They're going nuts. So much loud support for the Philadelphia Phillies the entire night. But even with that crowd, I never thought the Marlins were shook. I did think in the first inning there might have been a bit more pressure on Jesus Lazardo because the Phillies got a rally going, the building was shaken, and then the next thing you know, he pulls a Houdini act. He gets out of that inning, and I thought, okay, they're in this. Now, there were some dumb decisions there by the Phillies. Let's just pretend for argument's sake that that crowd last night rattled the Marlins a bit. Let's suppose that the Marlins did not perform at their top level because of the environment. I don't think that was the case, but I'm just saying for argument's sake, if you want to say, oh, it was the crowd, well, now what about tonight? Because now the Marlins have seen it and they've experienced that crowd. Any jitters that came from that, like, oh my gosh, this crowd's crazy. All those jitters should be gone now. The Marlins go into this evening's game, too, knowing what to expect. They should know what to overcome. And moving forward, they shouldn't be rattled at all by a crowd. It's loud. Okay, so what? We're used to it. This is the postseason. Everywhere you go, it's going to be loud. Except for maybe Tampa. The Marlins should go out there tonight knowing what they're getting into. Yeah, they may have, let's say, known it going into last night's game, but then once you start to feel it, maybe it was a lot more than you thought. Now you know it because you experienced it. Plus, this team, they were never expected to be here. And once they got here, they're not expected to do anything. So... When you're a ball club where no one around the country expects you to do anything at all, that should make you feel free. As an example, let's say the Yankees actually made the postseason. Wouldn't that be nice? Hmm. If the Yankees were playing right now in a wild card series and they lost game one, how nuts would all of the Yankees fans be going? How nuts would the baseball world be going? The Yankees would have all the pressure in the world on them if they were playing in the wild card round and lost game one. Oh my gosh, it would be nuts. All the shows, oh, the Yankees, they could be eliminated tonight. Do you hear that anywhere about the Marlins? You don't. And it's because of the South Florida market. It's because of Miami's payroll, as opposed to if it was the Yankees, look at that market and look at that payroll. Is there any pressure on Miami? Yeah, there is. I'm not going to say there's no pressure on them. Their season's on the line. Those guys... They know they're under pressure. They got to win. Every guy in that clubhouse cares, and they want to win. But outside that clubhouse, around baseball, in terms of the outside noise, who would blink an eye if the Marlins 
were eliminated tonight. No one. No one expected them to be here. They're not a high-profile team. It's just a team that no one knew about that would go quietly. Okay. There would be conversations about the Phillies. Oh, is this going to be the Phillies' year? But as far as the Marlins being eliminated, if that does happen tonight or tomorrow, no one around the baseball world is going to say much. If they win, it's a different story. But if they lose, it's just a team getting eliminated. So I would think that's got to be freeing a bit to this team where they can literally just focus on their job. No one outside of anyone in that clubhouse thinks they can do this. If they don't, everyone will say what a good year they've had. Look, this is house money. And they may not feel that way, but it is reality. Now, what if the Marlins do win tonight? All of a sudden, what type of crowd are we going to get here in Philadelphia tomorrow? What we're going to get is a packed house full of very nervous people. The momentum of this series, it's with Philadelphia right now, but it's a best of three. And that momentum can change very quickly. Hopefully the Marlins come out tonight and they grab a quick lead. I know it hasn't been the formula all year. The formula is score a few runs in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning and find a way to win. But imagine what an early Jorge Soler homer would do or an RBI double by Jazz. Just a good start. A few nice early innings by Braxton Garrett gets settled into the game. That'd be fantastic. Last night, it felt like two things were happening early. It felt like the Marlins were constantly trying to minimize the damage like plugging leaks on a ship. And then late, they were searching and searching for a hit to get back into the game. That hit never came. And game one went to Philadelphia. Where I want you to go is to my next poker tournament. The prize pool has been doubled. $20,000 guaranteed now in the prize pool for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament And it's coming up Tuesday night, October 17th. That's less than two weeks from now at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Come play cards with me. It'll be a fun time, a great night. And you got a shot to make some pretty good money. $20,000 now. The ante has been up. The prize pool is double. It was 10 grand. Now it's 20 grand. It'll cost you 250 bucks to buy in. And you're going to start with 40,000 in chips. Tuesday night, October 17th, cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. You could register until 8.55 p.m. You don't want to miss it. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, now with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. Tuesday night, October 17th, inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Live racing going on every week right now at Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach. When I go to Gulfstream Park, I go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. The AC is kicking in there. You get yourself a table. You can watch the races live right in front of you. And the meal that you will have while you're doing all this 
It will be fantastic. Gulfstream Park's food game, top notch. Now, when I go there, I also wager, and you could do that too. Heck, you could bet as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing going on every week right now. It is the sunshine meet at Gulfstream Park. And if you can't make it out to Gulfstream, you could still wager on the races and do it from anywhere you are in the state of Florida by downloading the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. Soon enough, you'll be able to wager on everything in the state of Florida. Would you wager on the Marlins to come back in this series? Ah, Well, I'm not going to tell you I would. I already have them to win the World Series. I took them at the supermarket in Medellin. That is true. I put a million pesos on them. And if they do win the World Series, they're going to give me at the supermarket 67 million pesos, which is a lot of Colombian pesos. Right now, do I love my wager? No, because the Marlins will have two elimination games tonight and hopefully another one tomorrow, but they won't be eliminated. There were many of us, including myself, I've got my hand in the air, who never thought the Marlins would be here. Could the Marlins even win 70 games? That was a question. And then there's something else that this Marlins team did that not only I couldn't believe, but I thought was a terrible decision. And then last night, there I am in the building, and I see it for myself, and I say, you know what? Maybe this wasn't such a bad decision. And that was the decision before the season started to have Jazz in center field. He made two plays last night in center field. One was a running catch, and then the assist that he had my gosh, I I was making fun of his decision to go to Kim Ang and Skip Schumacher before the season and say, Look at me, I can be and then they were like, okay, yeah, we could do that. And I made fun of that because this dude had never played the outfield in his life. It's very rare for someone to play a brand new position, especially center field. You're in the majors. You've never even played the outfield. We're going to put you in center. And look at what he's done. It's it's so rare to have this happen in the first place. And then that throw by Jazz last night, credit to him. He's such a good athlete. Those two plays he made last night, especially that throw, ridiculous. Phenomenal throw. Gunning down that runner at home, my gosh. I was even saying to myself, what are you doing, Jazz? Why throw it home here? And he nailed him. I actually thought one of the biggest moments of the game was after Jazz made that play to keep it 2-0, then the Marlins give up a base hit. And Philly makes it 3-0, which was right after that. I thought that was a really big play in that game because the Marlins, they had some momentum there. If they would have gotten out of that inning at 2-0, I think that momentum could have carried them. 
Just my thought process. But unfortunately, they wound up giving up a run after that. And then the other biggest moment was in the seventh when Zach Wheeler came out and there's runners on second and third. Well, they were on first and second, but then Alvarado came in and he threw a wild pitch. So now they're on second and third. I'm like, this is the Marlins' chance. But Alvarado got Gurriel and that was that. Philly wound up tacking on another run. The game was done with. So now it comes down to tonight. And then hopefully it'll come down to tomorrow. I'm glad that at least it's a best of three series. I like the new format. You win two games, you move on. This isn't just a one game and go home deal. I hated that when Major League Baseball was doing it. I don't mind that the higher seed gets home field the entire time. It gives us two to three days of programming, all these baseball games going on. It gives the regular season meaning because when you're at home for a possible three-game series where you're having all the games at home, you could be home for three of three, uh, it makes it a lot easier than, all right, we're going to play one, we're going to have to go on the road, The higher seed should have an advantage. And when you get to play a possible three games, three out of three at home, that's an advantage. It's something that you're used to during the regular season too. And then as far as the top two division winners for the National League, the Braves and the Dodgers, they get a little rest. They get some time off. They get to host the uh, division series. They got their rotations set up. They get to rest their bullpens. They'll play simulated games to keep their bats fresh. And then they get into it on Saturday. The only negative that could come out of that for the Dodgers and the Braves, I think it's a great thing for the pitching staff, but the bats, you're not, I mean, you're taking at bats, but you're not playing in a game, like a real game. So when you're not taking real ABs against an opponent, for a week, maybe that hurts you. Maybe. That's why if the Marlins can get out of this series in Philadelphia with two W's starting tonight and then get the other one tomorrow, they'll go to Atlanta. Luis Arise's parents will be there. That's what he said yesterday. And maybe they'll catch a Braves team whose bats go silent. It's hard to imagine, but... I don't think it helps the bats. I I think it can only hurt the bats. It helps a pitching staff. But not getting real ABs for a week, I don't know if that's a good thing. But I'm good with the format. Because when the wild card game was just one game, that was brutal. You play 162 games, and if one night your ace just doesn't have it, That's it. You're done. You go home. So I really enjoy what Major League Baseball has done, and hopefully this continues well into the future. Just like I hope the Marlins have Skip Schumacher well into the future. I think Skip Schumacher is going to be a great Major League Baseball manager. This is his first season ever managing any club. And... He's done well. He's not perfect, but he's done well. 
There were a couple of things last night. I'm in the press box watching, and I'm like, hmm, I may have done this a little differently. But then there were times during the regular season where I questioned, oh, gosh, what is he doing here? And it worked out perfectly. The encouraging sign when you look at that game last night, it didn't really look a whole lot different from the games the Marlins have been playing and winning. The Phillies had 11 hits. They didn't have a home run. So it's not like Phillies slugged the heck out of the ball and crushed Miami. They had some good Bryce Harper base running. A very odd stop sign by the third base coach twice. But this one, Harper said the heck with it and just blew right by it. They had really good starting pitching by Zach Wheeler, and the Marlins couldn't find a clutch hit. I'm encouraged by the chances because the Phillies should have built a bigger lead against Miami. This is a scrappy group, though. They fight and fight and fight. It doesn't surprise me. And I think they got a really good shot to win tonight. Now, while the Marlins are in the postseason, they're certainly not the only big South Florida topic that we've got. So I want to get to the Dolphins and much more in just a minute. There's a lot on the menu. Just like there's a lot on the menu at Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club. The menu is beautiful girl after girl. You will walk in the Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, and you'll be surrounded by and they are beautiful. The reason Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club, the beautiful ladies that you'll be surrounded by come from all over the world. You want to watch the game tonight? You could watch it at Dean's Gold during every commercial, every half inning. You will be entertained. You will never be bored at Dean's Gold. I promise you that. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. You want to go to Dean's Gold tonight? You want to go Friday? You want to go Sunday morning? You can do that because Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m., all the way until 6 a.m. Surround yourself with gorgeous ladies who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that, only one building. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. Here I am doing the show from Philadelphia. I'm ready for game two tonight, the Marlins and the Phillies. But we still got a lot going on in South Florida sports. And I'm very well aware of everything that we've got on the menu right now. The Miami Dolphins, they play the New York football giants this weekend. Those giants, they stink. What were they sacked? 11 times on Monday Night Football? That offensive line on a short week against the Dolphins? Oof. I think that's going to be pretty ugly for them. We've also got the University of Miami Saturday night. They take on Georgia Tech at Hard Rock Stadium. That's a blackout game for them. I hope the field will be in fine condition come Sunday because that's one quick turnaround. 8 p.m., the game's over by 11, and then they got to turn it around to be ready by like 10 a.m. for the players to go out there on the field for a 1 p.m. start time. 
So the Canes are taking on Georgia Tech Saturday night, Hard Rock Stadium. Their first ACC game on the schedule. Eight of them left to go. The Dolphins Sunday at home against the New York Giants. They should be able to take care of business pretty easily. You would think they beat the Giants and then they beat Carolina. And then they're here where I am right now, right across the street. Lincoln Financial Field taking on the Eagles on Sunday night football. That should be one heck of a game. We've also got the Miami Heat practicing in Boca, where Jimmy Butler's hairstyle and face piercings and nail polish were a uh, costume. We got a lot going on. And I mention all of that because if the Marlins were not making a run, we would have buried the team two days ago. And all I'd be doing is talking about everything else. But that's not the case, at least not yet. I hope I'm not burying them tomorrow. I hope I'm not burying them Friday either. It's October, and for the first time since 2003, the Marlins, when playing a full season, are in the postseason. The COVID year doesn't count. Here I am on location in Philadelphia at the scene of a postseason baseball game. I will be there again tonight at Citizens Bank Park, and I hope to be there again tomorrow night. I think it's perfectly acceptable to milk every single Marlins angle for this show because they have earned it. I am into it. I know a lot of you are into it. I love getting into the gritty on the baseball stuff. Like, should the Phillies third base coach have put a stop sign up on Harper that he blew through? Why didn't he send Schwarber home early in the game? Why was the Marlins relay slow? Why was Nick Fortes catching and not Jacob Stallings? Is Jesus Lazardo good enough for a personal catcher? I could sit here for hours and discuss every angle, break it all down. I'm not going to do that because we got other things going on. And I know not everyone in this audience wants a full breakdown. The The breakdown I will give you, though, is the setup here in Philadelphia. If you haven't been, you walk outside of the baseball stadium and boom, you're, you're right at the football stadium. You got the NBA and hockey arena right there. Same location. The fans love it. They got passionate fans. They're not quite hating on the Marlins. Because, again, the Marlins aren't like a hateable team. Yeah, they're in the same division. You could call them rivals, but it's not like you're talking about some big market team that everyone is so against, like love or hate. No, it's just, it's the Marlins. This Marlins team has nothing to lose. Like I said earlier, they've... I'm sure they got pressure on themselves because they know what tonight means and what tomorrow night would mean too. But first, you got to win tonight, and there's pressure on you. But from the outside world, nobody's putting pressure on the Miami Marlins. And one more quick note about the Marlins. There's no other television or radio station that is here in Philadelphia from South Florida. Just remember that. Unless a TV station shows up today, which I don't know is going to happen, no other talk show is here in Philadelphia from South Florida. 
No TV people from South Florida are here in Philadelphia. I am the only one. There's writers from the Herald and MLB.com and some other publications and blogs who have covered the Marlins, and that's great. But as far as TV and radio, I am the only one here in Philadelphia as of last night, unless someone's flying in today, which I can't see that being the case because the Marlins are down one nothing. Maybe someone will come tomorrow if there is a tomorrow for Marlins baseball. And speaking of tomorrow, heck, you don't even have to wait until tomorrow if you want to start planning your retirement, and you may be able to retire earlier than you think, I highly advise contacting Trajan Wealth. I've been telling you about Trajan Wealth for quite some time now because the great people who work at Trajan Wealth, they will help you. You could go on vacation a lot earlier than you think. All you have to do is contact Trajan Wealth It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. When you call them or when you go to their site, TrajanWealth.com, immediately they will start setting up a plan based around your goals. They'll design it based around what you are looking for. And again, it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. They're located locally in Palm Beach. Get a hold of them. Visit TrajanWealth.com, that's TrajanWealth.com, or if you want to call them, here's the number, 561-390-1000, that's 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. I've mentioned the Marlins a lot this hour. What about Marlon's man? He was trending on X last night. He made the internet go wild. He was at the Brewers game as the Marlins are playing here in Philadelphia. You talk about a travel error. So he told me he made a plan for a large group of people to go to the postseason wildcard round in Milwaukee. And it was unclear that the Marlins were going to head to Philly. It looked like they'd be going to Milwaukee. He was committed to go there. He had eight tickets, and he said he wasn't changing his plan. So Marlins man ended up not at the Marlins game. He was at the Diamondbacks and the Brewers, which to me seems very odd. The Marlins are in the postseason, and Marlins man is in Milwaukee. And a lot of people say, who cares? Well, when you're trending on the internet, that means a lot of people do care. That's all the time I've got from Philadelphia on this Wednesday afternoon. I'll be with you again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.